0: Before we begin, since this is Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace.
1: Oh, Oh. great. What, dear?
0: Grace! Grace! She passed away
2: 30 years ago. They want you to say grace. The blessing!
0: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands.
1: One nation, indivisible,
3: with
0: liberty liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 It's Vegas, y'all. A Vegas podcast by Texans for everyone. Today is Saturday, November 25th, and you're listening to episode 10.
2: Welcome, everybody. 10th episode, Spectacular. And it's Vegas, y'all. I'm Danny, your host, also Vegas introvert on YouTube. And my co-host Casey is here, Wall Street to Vegas. Good afternoon, Casey.
0: Good afternoon, Danny.
2: Did uh, Thanksgiving treat you right? Uh, Tryptophan. That's all I gotta say, <laughs> yeah, I'm still uh, suffering
0: and I'm wearing uh sweatpants right now.
2: Same, those are called your turkey pants, yeah. <laughs> David and Sonia, how are you doing?
4: Doing well, Danny,
2: yeah, definitely doing well. Just returned from Beeville, Texas,
4: big town, big town of Beeville,
2: mm. yep, home of the fighting bees. I don't know, fighting Trojans, yeah, Danny. the Trojans. That's not yeah. a bee. <laughs> Well, there you go. I hope you got to see some family and eat lots of food. and two cent.
1: Hello. Hello. How's it going, guys? We, we
2: are have well. and two cent. Y'all stayed in town.
3: Stayed
1: yes.
2: in town. We did. Nice. And had how many Thanksgiving dinners? Two.
1: Two. Two.
3: Thursday <laughs> and Friday.
2: Listen, y'all. I'm already over Thanksgiving. I'm already. I'm over turkey.
3: Agreed. Because
2: my mistake was I had Tony buy a full turkey. He wanted to just buy the turkey breast. They said, that's not Thanksgiving, and I like dark meat. And so now we have a shit ton of turkey left over. (laughs) He's like, you wanted it. You better eat it. (laughs) We've had turkey and eggs for breakfast. We've had turkey on sliders, turkey casserole.
4: (laughs) Turkey nachos. That's next, Danny.
2: Yep, yep. There's Anybody want some turkey, come get it. <laughs> turkey, that right, well.
3: You can be really creative, Danny.
2: I know, but I just don't want turkey anymore. It makes me <laughs> sleepy. You know turkey. what makes the dark meat
1: dark compared to the white meat? Oh, Lord. Here science. we go. Here we you go. you want the science of it? Yes. So there's more mitochondria in the dark meat, which is what cells use for energy. And... Notice it's on a leg, so parts of the turkey that they move more, hmm. especially if it's a caged animal, they're not going to fly. So the breast meat is a white meat, but the legs are the dark meat because there's more mitochondria, the more movement. Interesting. So, hence the dark. Wow. Color. wow.
2: Teacher hog represent. Yeah. <laughs> Education. <laughs> nice. He's done. That's it. He's done
4: his part. And
1: the rest <laughs> is all ridiculous.
2: Now. I was like, that was his one fact he taught the children. <laughs> right.
4: Hey, tell the children's.
2: <laughs> Our, we had a cage-free turkey. <laughs> nice. I don't know what that means. All right. Well, welcome to the 10th episode, y'all. I am amazed that we made it this far. Not really because we can't do it, but because scheduling is always an adventure with this group. Casey's always wandering over to Windstar. He doesn't have time <laughs> for it. Two cents at Starbucks, and it's too noisy there you know, but I will say that I I appreciate all of y'all for uh, joining me on this adventure. I was thinking as far ago as two years that I wanted to start a podcast, but I just couldn't land what it was going to be. And I had talked to different people about things and it just wasn't feeling right or they had their thoughts and I'm too type A to like bring in other people's thoughts. And then I thought, out of nowhere, it was like 2 a.m. That's my thinking hour. What about inviting all the YouTubers that I know personally that are from Texas and doing that as a Texas centric Vegas podcast? And I had just met David and Sonia. Um, I had it. I don't think i had met Casey in person yet. I don't remember. Uh, Hog and Two Cent were the longest standing. I said, let's just, let's try it. Let's ask. And so we did this. Um, everybody was on board and we're getting better and better. And we are happy to bring a little bit of Texas to Vegas in the form of this podcast for y'all. So I'm very happy. Thank you all for being here. Even Casey, who we discovered this morning is a big bully.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we want to tell you, thank you, Danny as well. Uh, You know, without you and your leadership on this thing, it wouldn't be as successful as it has been. So we appreciate you keeping us uh, all together on the same page. And in line. So thank you. You know what I'm
2: talking about, though, y'all? He's real nice out in public.
0: <laughs> Perception. Perception's That's half the
2: battle, he's Danny. He's a reputation saver. All right. Well, thank you all. I appreciate it. Number 10. I'll see you all at number 100. H- Hondo? Hondo? 100? Oh,
3: I, apparently I see it wrong.
2: <laughs> I like Hondo. Hondo.
3: Hondo. Yep.
2: <laughs> all right. Let's get on with the show because we have so much to drop. In honor of it being the 10th episode, um, we are doing our own topics. I challenge the group with bringing their own topics to the table. Uh, Usually, I assign homework, and everyone has a topic. And this time, they were all stressing out because they're like, oh my god, we got to actually prepare for this this time. So it'll be good, though, because I wanted, in honor of the 10th episode, to everyone's perspective, Um, and thoughts to be represented, which is really hard for me because I'm a control freak. That said, I'm going to (laughs) start. So a little bit of Texas always starts our show moving forward. And I am obsessed, obsessed with what they're calling. I'm looking it up, uh, charitable gaming rooms. Um, so I know game rooms exist throughout Texas growing up in San Antonio game rooms, air quotes, Mm -hmm. um, where essentially baby casinos mm. with questionable games that were illegal. <laughs> but somehow they were able to exist in a storefront and people went and whatever. But now these game rooms that are popping up, I saw one pop up in my Facebook news feed that said, um, there's this Lucky Hippo charitable gaming room in Hutto, Texas, which is 43 minutes north of me, not that I mapped it. Um, and I'm like, what is this? And, y'all, it has open windows. It's very visibly public, right? But the games are on computer monitors, like big gaming screens, and you operate the slot machines with a mouse, Oh, a wired mouse. So it looks like you're in a computer science class in your junior year in high school. It's really weird. Um, And somehow, based on the language I saw, There's one here in my town of Buda called Lucky Heifer. Casey, (laughs) people don't want to be called heifers. Uh, Casey called me a heifer. All right, so we're going on, and he did not. Um, The sweepstakes game room, from the language of it, it sounds like the results of the game spins that you're playing are based on, similar to Class 2 gaming, where it's lottery or bingo based. It's Mm -hmm. based on a sweepstakes. Right. And a portion of their winnings there, the gaming rooms, winnings goes to charity. And what I found interesting is in Hutto, they don't really talk about at this lucky hippo charitable charitable gaming room, what the beneficiating charities are. Um, but in Buda, it explicitly says that the winnings go to the Hayes County Sheriff's Office. Hmm. Hmm that weird
5: well it's hayes county County hiring (laughs) i'm saying
2: their uniforms look real nice these days, right so i'm very confused so a little bit of texas y'all casino gambling is not legal in texas but this looks like a way that they have wrapped around worked around Mm -hmm. the challenge of casino gaming. The games look really questionable. Like I was looking at some of them. I zoomed in on the pictures and, you know, instead of like golden century, they have like golden decade. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. And isn't um, hippo is like the most
1: deadly creature per year. Like it has the most murders. More than sharks. Don't hippos really? kill more people. I, And if it's a lucky hippo, that means it's doing a great job at killing. (laughs) This is is very, this is a bad.
2: (laughs) I thought hippos were supposed to be lucky. Or sorry, they're supposed to be friendly.
1: They are not. Mm -mm. (laughs) They are murderers.
0: (laughs) You don't want
2: to mess with a hippo.
1: That's your second science (laughs) fact of the day. There you
2: go. Mitochondria, murderous hippos. So <laughs> we've learned but, so far. I'm wondering right, if anyone you
0: know, can set up a charity. Can we just set up a It's Vegas you All charity and, and open us up one of these rooms? I mean,
2: I think so. They don't need to know that the charitable funds go to two cent gambling and high limit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and would a church qualify?
2: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I already find it kind of questionable that the sheriff's office is benefiting yeah. from this. Right. Like, oh, you're not going to have any raids there unless they stop paying up. It sounds very right. mafioso. Unless
1: they're, sure. maybe they're the broker, like, and they hand out to other charities.
0: We'll maybe. have to investigate further.
2: Mm-hmm. I would feel better if the charity was like sick babies or adopt. <laughs> pets needing adoption. I don't know something. All right, well, if you want to donate to your local sheriff's office, come to you, Texas. (laughs) All right, that's our moment of Texas, a little bit of Texas brought to you by me. And now we're gonna get started on our segments. And this week we start with Dave and Sonia and they have something that isn't listener feedback. David, Sonia. (laughs) Thanks,
5: Danny, we appreciate it. So in honor of the 10th episode, we now have a little bit of tenure in our show. Uh, So we decided to take a look at some fun facts with the oldest hotels and casinos in Las Vegas. Uh, So we did some research and we went to a site called oldest.org to get our information. Uh, So just calling out a couple different uh, hotels to share with you guys some of the cool things we picked up from it. So starting off, we're going to talk about the Link Hotel and Casino. Um, So the hotel first opened as the Flamingo Capri Motel in 1959 and was named after the larger Flamingo Hotel and Casino, as it was technically part of the original Flamingo's property. The casino was added in 1972 and a few years later became the Asian-themed Imperial Palace. In 2012, Imperial Palace was turned into the short-lived The Quad And two years later became what we know it is now, the link.
4: I don't remember the quad at all, by the way. We've been (laughs) to Vegas every year um, for many, many years. So, Um, Okay, so the next one is Caesar's Palace, um, which opened in 1966. Something I found interesting since so many question this is the reason Caesar's Palace doesn't have an apostrophe in its name It's because the purpose of the palace was to ensure an atmosphere in which everyone staying at the hotel would feel like a Caesar. Also, I don't know if you can guess what the most painted objects at Caesar's palace are.
0: i want
3: to say the Roman head? I didn't wanna say, I was thinking, I don't know, my mind went somewhere else. Go
0: ahead, go ahead. The
2: performer's body.
4: The schwanz? How do you say that? The sh- oh, uh, the sausage. Yeah. The sausage. Frank's and beans. Yeah, the statue. <laughs> That'd be pretty. I I would have thought that too. No, it's Cleopatra's breast. Okay. Oh, okay. Cleopatra's okay. Ah. Yeah. Guests, of course, like to rub them for good luck. So, don't know if anybody here has done that. And if you have, did you have good luck from that? You
2: I will did. do anything for good luck, but I work too short. <laughs> So
5: coming up next, we have Planet Hollywood, but of course, starting off as the Aladdin. So some fun facts about it. Initially, it opened as the Tally Ho Hotel. It tried to establish a casino floor in 1963, but had issues with licensing. In 1966, Milton Pell bought the hotel and had it renovated to an Arabian Nights theme. Hence, the Aladdin was born. In 1997, the hotel closed and was demolished to make way for the new Aladdin. And then in 2007, that's when it became, or that's when Planet Hollywood took over. Were any of you guys able to visit the Aladdin before it became Planet Hollywood?
3: Yes,
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah. I we never. S-
3: I'm sorry. What was that, Danny?
2: I'm sorry. I said it was one of my favorites.
3: Yeah, we never. I I was. Still a a lot younger. I was like in my upper teens, early twenties, I think. I can't remember, but I went with my family. We never stayed there, but we tried. We did eat at the buffet there, and I remember Mm -hmm. it being really good. Hmm. So good
4: to hmm. know. We 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 also remember the Aladdin. We've never stayed there, but Mm -hmm. shortly turned to Planet Hollywood after that.
2: They had actual like life's life size. They had normal size drinks, not like these shot cups that some of the casinos give you. They had these goblets that were kind of like curved, and then they curved out. Cool. Nice. And I think I had, oh, seven, eight, twelve Long Island, I see there And then we had to walk back to Mandalay Bay. That was an adventure. It was Ooh. an adventure. Because everything was funny. Nothing could stay still. We were very <laughs> loud. Good times.
4: Good times. Sounds like it. Okay, so the next one we're going to talk about is the Flamingo. Um, Opened in 1946, the Flamingo was the third resort ever built on the Strip and is currently the oldest. Like many of the old Las Vegas casinos, the Flamingo has ties to the Mafia and Bugsy Siegel, and his partners invested a lot of money to open the casino. This isn't a fact, but a fun part of history. Allegedly, Bugsy Siegel named the Flamingo after his girlfriend, Virginia Hill, who loved to gamble and was nicknamed Flamingo because of her long skinny legs.
5: And then jumping into the last two, we pulled some uh, from Fremont Street. So the El Cortez, the El Cortez opened in 1941, uh, and it's the oldest continuously existing casino in Las Vegas. Although many people uh, thought that the El Cortez was too far from the main downtown area, uh, the casino became so profitable that it was purchased by the famous mobsters Bugsy Siegel, Meyer Lansky, Gus Greenbaum and Mo Sedway for six hundred thousand dollars in nineteen forty-five.
4: Man, that's like nothing.
5: Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, I wish I had that money. But still- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, then we have the Golden Gate, the last one we're going to talk about. So this was opened in nineteen o six. Originally called Hotel Nevada, temporarily called the Miller Hotel in nineteen o nine. Gambling beca- became illegal in Las Vegas, and the casino ceased operations until nineteen thirty-one. When gambling was reinstated, as the oldest casino and hotel in Las Vegas, the Golden Gate set many first records, including being the first lodging establishment in the city to receive to receive plumbing and having the first telephone number in Las Vegas, which was installed in 1907, and the number was one. So, some really cool facts about Las Vegas history.
5: All right, guys, I think we're uh, we're gonna turn it over to Hog now. All right. So my
1: segment today is about APs. So advantage players and spotting them in the wild. So I don't know if from your experiences while you're walking through the casinos, you notice people that kind of stand out or are a little bit different, but there's a lot of different advantage play that goes on in Vegas. Well, maybe not as much today as in other years or obvious play, but there's still advantage play to, to be had in Vegas. So, um, some of the Vantage play is based uh, solely on comps. So you have these groups of people that have discord channels, they get together, they talk about what comps are going on, they pull flyers, mailers, and they have an army of people that set out to get like whatever giveaways are happening, and things like that. Um, because everything basically converts into money. If you have a room night, that's money, you know? So they turn it into a business. Um, there's others that that follow uh, progressive slots and they will have a team that rotates and knows when this slot should be putting out and they will stay on that machine or their family will stay on that machine, just rotation after rotation until one of them hits it uh, and then they split up the cash. So there's, there's a lot of team stuff. Um, and then you have the table games, uh, stuff, which for me is the coolest, um, short little story, uh, as I was researching blackjack and trying to get better at blackjack and Jules might appreciate this more than if you guys don't know Jules, he's the guy that got Matt Bridger banned for card counting. Uh, (laughs) so I'm learning more and more about blackjack and counting cards and all this stuff. And we're in Vegas. We're in the Golden Gate, speaking of old uh, casinos. And there's a lady sitting next to me. We're playing free bet blackjack. And she is hitting all the little marks on what you should do if you're an advantage player at blackjack. Uh, She's got a big brimmed hat on. So she's covering her face completely. There's drinks all around her, but not really being, she's not really drinking them. Uh, she's got a friend at the bar passing her stuff, talking to her every once in a while. Um, she's splitting her hands at the right time. Um, she's even going past legal tactics where you're just counting cards to actually switching chips out. Um, and in, it's so obvious. If you look around the room and look at the dealers, the dealer that was dealing that game was a newbie. Mm. She didn't know hardly anything. So the poor girl was very jittery. Um, the pit boss was working with her. And we were the only table where they were hand shuffling the cards. So you might think, hey, that's a that's a great thing, especially for card counting and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's human error is, is awesome. But basically what the pit boss was doing is slowing the game down Uh, Mm -hmm. to give this lady less hands per hour Mm -hmm. um, because the Mm -hmm. more hands per hour, the better if you're, you know, doing everything right. But it was such a cool uh, experience to to sit and read about stuff first of all. And then you're sitting next to somebody actually doing all those things and you're watching them do it. And it's like, Holy crap, this really, this is real. This is happening. And yes.
3: So I just want to add a couple of things. Um, we did, we were watching this advantage player pocket her chips. Um, Squirrel. Yeah, she was squirreling them away. And the poor dealer, like, I don't know what's required when you go through dealer school of this thing, right? But when the pit boss was on to this lady and had the dealer switch to shuffling oh, yeah. the, the the cards, she was so new that she couldn't even shuffle the cards right. Like, wow. she must, either she forgot how to, like, cut the deck up and, Mm -hmm. and shuffle. So,
1: and she, the, the AP knew they were onto her, but she was pushing it, pushing it, pushing it and just waited for her chance to like storm out of there. Cause that's one of the tactics, another tactic. (laughs) So it was B, it was me before her. She was on my left. She was like third base. I was second base. And um, I had a 16 and the dealer had, I don't remember what the dealer had, but, um, I was going to take a chance and hit it. And I hit it and I took the dealer's bus cart and she picked her oh. things up and stormed out oh, of there. And I was like, oh, whatever, lady.
4: But before, oh,
3: before that happened, um, a hog at one point asked her uh, for some advice.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And she didn't want anything to do with it. Like, her, she had this look on her face like, do not don't draw attention
1: me. to yeah, me. Yeah, don't out <laughs> I knew... Yeah what she was. And the, the bad, the worst part is, okay, there's AP and then there's actual stealing. And, you know, right. she would get the dealer used to paying out $50, two green chips, right? So she play two hands of 50. So 25s and they're green. And then once the dealer got comfortable paying out 50, she would slip a black. Under there, and then wow. she would flip her hand over and say, "No, you mispaid me. There was a hundred here." Yeah, we both saw her do that. And then the dealer, "Oh, I'm sorry," and she would oh, give
3: wow.
2: her. 100. wow!
3: Yeah. So that's not right.
2: I mean, okay, couple things. One, hug next time. Just say something like, "Why are you hiding that pretty face?" And like, but two. If they were on to her, why didn't they boot her before she just like was able to take advantage of your moment and storm off? I think they were waiting for her to see who she was with. Yeah, mm.
1: it was more than just her. Take down everything. Yeah. yeah, they were gonna get everybody all at once.
3: It could also been like uh, the communication between, like, security camera stuff, like tr- just trying to like. Uh, verify or justify any incoming action that the casino boss might take the other
1: thing is it was new free bet was new and that's when you see a lot of APs exploiting like little faults free bet is a horrible card counting game because the odd the house edge is higher for you know on free bet than normal blackjack so maybe they weren't expecting an AP to be playing free bet Mm. Um, but the AP was exploiting this dealer, so.
0: So after she stormed off, did they? Did you talk about it with the dealer or anything? Uh,
1: no, I, we just stayed quiet. and I was like, I should have watched what she was doing more and upped my bet when she was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, there's the AP part, and then she was just downright cheating, right? By yes. trying to get yes. in those chips. What do they call that when you? slide in a chip last minute, there's a name for it. Yeah, that there
3: really is is. St- we'll just call yeah.
2: it the old switcheroo. Yeah. <laughs> switcheroo, tell us if you know uh, in the comments for this podcast or on the Facebook group. Interesting.
4: One, one of the things that I, we used to play blackjack all the time. When we started going to Vegas. Um, one of the things I didn't like about blackjack was that very thing where sometimes I just like to take a chance and I'll take a card and the person that's like a super like serious blackjack person will be like super upset and then i just feel like it kind of changes the vibe of the table um, which is why we switched to playing um let it ride so i like blackjack but that's one of the reasons that we don't play as much anymore
5: yeah, yeah. i mean so we're
4: fairly we're not we're decent players but i kind of want to have fun with it too with
5: smaller increments too it's like yeah. five or ten dollar tables i'm like yeah. if you're going to be that upset about it People- go 25 50 hundred dollars exactly. don't yeah. do it here
4: yeah
2: I've had people sit next to me at video poker and try to, first of all, my accuracy is pretty good on, I only play two variants of video poker. And so especially on um, Deuce's wild variants, I got this, right? I had some like old dude come by and said, he's like, oh no, you need to hold this. And after doing that, like three times, I just looked at him, I said, go away. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I don't need your help I didn't ask for it He's like oh, I'm just trying to make you money I'm Like why don't you make yourself money If you're so good at it Bugs <laughs> the, the heck out of me All right.
1: Yeah it's crazy um, But yeah even slot games If if you uh, know who Michael Shackelford is mm-hmm. He gives tons of You know when new games come out um, I don't know the name There's a slot It's kind of like under the sea There was bubbles that would come out Um, And the bubbles would pop Mm. and I don't don't remember the the name. Ocean
2: Magic. Yes, Ocean
1: Magic had Uh a sequence that was a dead giveaway about uh, a bonus that was going to happen. And if Mm. you knew what the sequence was, you knew it was going to happen. That Mm. was one of his. There was a caveman keynote math error. There was a glitch in the game that paid out more than it was supposed to. So there's a ton of things. If you're really hungry for AP and you think, you know, there's nothing left, there's, there's still things out there. Yeah. For people always will be.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That was a masterful segue there hog too. If you're really hungry, <laughs> you can eat breakfast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> after,
4: after a full night of gambling, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. So
5: let's jump into it. So something new, just like Danny pointed out, guys, we wanted to uh, talk about some of our favorite breakfast spots in Las Vegas, as Tucson is rubbing her hands there. She's excited for this segment. So kicking us off, I will say, it's something fairly recent that we've had. Um, Primrose, for me, stands out. Um, Just the place, it's very open. uh, It's kind of bright in there. Um, There's plenty of space. The breakfast, uh, we just had it like the classic breakfast, and we like to try French toast at different places, like French toast is kind of our thing. Um, they had a really good French toast and overall everything was excellent, but maybe, no, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I'm going to kick it over to Sonia and let her say hers.
4: I'm going to go with, you know, Primrose is one of my faves, but I'm going to go with Bardo Brass- Brasserie. Brasserie. I got it now. Um, I'll never say that one right. But anyways, only because of the French toast, again, we were just talking about it. I think it's not your ordinary French toast. It's definitely shareable. If y'all have ever had it, it's like a huge block of brioche bread. Um, It's like soft and custardy on the inside and crispy on the outside. But the amazing vanilla mascarpone, am I saying that correct? Took it to the next level. That one was amazing. So I'm going with that one.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But
4: Marscapone.
2: Where are... These restaurants located.
4: Oh, well, so Primrose is at Park MGM. Mm-hmm. And then Bardo Brasserie is at Aria. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right?
5: Yes, you said Aria right. <laughs> 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 um, so let's go to Casey. Casey, what stands out for you?
0: I think my favorite breakfast place is uh, the Pepper Mill. Ooh. No, It's not at any casino. It's a little bit down the strip uh, on the other side of uh, Encore, kind of across from resort world. And uh, obviously it's a great atmosphere, uh, to have any dinner drinks, uh, but to start, to start your day off, it's a great place to start your day off. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite thing there is, uh, waffles. Now I'm kind of a waffle snob. Like I like my waffles a certain way. I want them soft, but I don't want them like too soft, but I don't like a hard waffle, like a Belgian mm-hmm. style, hard waffle. I'm not a fan of, but the, the waffles there at peppermill the pepper mill are perfect little white sugar on top of them, a little side of bacon and hot coffee in the morning. Uh, It's just, it's a great place to start off any day in Vegas. So highly recommend you check out the Peppermill.
5: Definitely. Danny, let's go to you and then we'll end with Hagen to
2: All right. My favorite place is off strip. It's on Eastern Avenue. It's called the original sunrise cafe. Uh, First of all, you get away from those strip prices Mm -hmm. Second of all, the service is amazing. It's um, kind of like a little diner, uh, breakfast and lunch place. I love the quality of their food. Um, On my last trip, I took Denise there, although she had coffee only. Uh, She enjoyed it. Um, But what they're known for is their grilled muffin tops. Mm -hmm. And so Team Diabetes, you got to try it out. (laughs) Uh, But they, they have different... Flavors. I like the blueberry just as a traditional, but they take a muffin top and they're fairly large. Um, and they grill it on a flat top and it makes it crunchy and mm. warm and delicious. You with the stumps.
3: Yeah, that's yep.
2: what I want to know. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they send them to Bardo Pressery for <laughs> <laughs> the police charity.
3: That's oh, right. Yeah, it Harrison. goes to the Hayes
2: County <laughs> Sheriff's Office. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> mine.
3: We were fishing for for anybody who might have known that Seinfeld re- uh, reference with the muffin tops. <laughs> there's an um, episode there's where home- yeah, they just sell the muffin tops, and, and nobody wants the stumps. nobody wants the stump. So they <laughs> so they donate the stumps to like a homeless shelter, and then like the homeless shelter, like the people that run the place are all pissed
4: off.
1: They're who like, ate the top? <laughs> we're only good for the stump. <laughs> <laughs> just because we're poor, you think we're gonna eat somebody's thrown away?
4: Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's
2: funny.
5: Awesome. So I can oh, choose yeah. that. What what do you guys got? Dupar. Dupar specifically at Suncoast.
3: Well, I mean, the it's, one at Golden Gate, you know.
1: It's gone. It's gone.
3: But mm. um definitely like if 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 I want to indulge in some pancakes, um yeah, Dupar's by far has the best pancakes that we've had in mm. Vegas. Um we learned real quick from our first visit to Split
2: Mm. From the Las Vegas
3: stack, which is the one we always get, because they are, like, huge. And Hogg and I were able to eat exactly half of what we ordered. So we're like, okay, we're just going to order one.
1: <laughs> the wheels started turning. Yeah, like,
2: like, oh.
3: And the last time we went, we also invited Denise, <laughs> who I think she had more than just a cup of coffee, though. <laughs> I think she hash browns.
2: Baby.
1: Okay. thing okay. is
3: hash browns. Yeah. But okay. it's like
1: a trip within a trip to go to Suncoast, it's like you're on vacation from Vegas for a minute. It's just mm-hmm. a different world out there. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. But
3: the French toast, the best French toast I've had, going back to, to Dave and Sonia's thing, is that I the best French toast I've had was at the Henry. I
5: really oh, we have yet to try <laughs> it. Or we've seen y'all's video on it. Yeah. We just have yet to try it.
2: It's okay, very yeah. good. It's I'll very try. good.
3: Yeah. yeah, and the best eggs I've had um, was at the Four Seasons, uh, the restaurant oh. inside the Four Seasons area. Sorry. I why Danny's
2: laughing. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <literally> <laughs> <even have it. laughs> I'm laughing at Hog when she was like, and the best eggs I had. And he it's to go on part. and on and on. Like I
3: digress.
2: It's a list of lists. Um, we'll,
5: we'll take it. We'll take it. The last thing I'll say to close this out, Danny, if you got something else, is we also judge breakfast places on their coffee. So, mm. if the food is good but the coffee sucks, I don't like it. We won't go back. Mm-hmm. But if the coffee is great and the breakfast food is okay, we will probably go back and give it another try just because the coffee was so good.
4: Yeah. Perfect.
0: Yeah, that's a great comment mm-hmm. like the pantry at Mirage, they give you a whole carafe of coffee and that that makes all their food great to me. Mm-hmm. That
4: that's a great place too. Mm-hmm. We haven't eaten there in a long time. Mm-hmm. Is the quality still good there? Have, it's been a while since I've been there.
0: Yeah, uh, last time I had there, uh, it was excellent, but that that coffee, I just sat there until I drank the whole carafe too, Mm.
2: just enjoying the time. And I want you all to notice next time, most of their servers are our people, they're Mm -hmm. Latinos, Um, and they have a specific way to like be charming and do the service, and I, I felt very at home there, it felt very San Antonio.
4: All right, nah, have nice. long week there then. Yeah,
2: it's been a while. Yeah. Or
5: turkey, Mr. Chandler.
4: Like that? <laughs> Is that what they
5: do? <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Chandler.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> awesome. And with that, we're going to pass it to Casey uh, to kick us off on our next topic.
0: All right. Well, thank you, David. Yeah, so I wanted to spend a little time talking about neon in Vegas. Uh, when I think of Vegas and what attracts me to Vegas, it's not far down the list as the neon signs of Vegas. So I wanted to give myself a little challenge and rank the top four neon signs remaining in Vegas. So I went through a lot of pictures and uh, of, on my phone because I wanted to rank them. And basically the how I did this was, is it good enough to take a picture when you go to Vegas? Right. And uh, because obviously that's a sign that you like it. And obviously this is my ranking, so it might be controversial, but uh, interested in y'all's thoughts on uh, my ranking here. So an honorable mention, I wanted to put Binion's downtown, the facade of their signage outside of their casino, the, the blue and the white neon. I think that is a great picture. I love it. Every time I'm down there, I love taking pictures of that. I love hanging out in that area of downtown. So that's an honorable mention. Coming in fourth is the Golden Gate Casino Hotel sign on the corner of the Golden Gate Casino downtown. Uh, That is just quintessential Vegas neon. Uh, It's right there at the start of the Fremont Street experience. And I love that neon sign. Uh, Coming in third, I put the Circus Circus Clown. Because that neon sign has so much detail uh, from his uh, pinwheel that spins to his hat, his hair, the collar that he wears is multicolor and it just sparkles and uh, it's been around for a while. There's so much detail that goes into that neon sign that I had to put it on the list. Coming in, number two, I put the Flamingo neon sign. Uh main reason I put that at number two is because it's still on the Strip. The Strip is kind of losing its neon. Everyone's going to LED. But uh, that, that classic flamingo neon sign as you walk into the main entrance there from the Strip, it's hard to beat that sign. Uh, coming in at number one, I did Vegas Vicky. Uh, you know, I think there's not a sign out there that encapsulates what Vegas offers more than that neon sign. Uh, It's been redone and now is housed inside of the circa, which I think it might take away actually a little bit from it. But the way they have redone it, you know, and modernized it, it's just a classic neon sign that had to be at the top of my list. So, what are y'all's thoughts, or do y'all have any other neon signs that I might have missed?
2: I I have thoughts, Casey. Um, (laughs) First of all, (laughs) circus, circus, good call. At night, when it's like, Really dark. Go at like three in the morning. The facade of Circus Circus looks amazing. Yeah, like I miss that. It's like it's like I miss the Stardust facade. That was cool too, right? Um, it, I, I'm slight. so Casey's been bullying me today, and I feel like this is another way of bullying me. The Flamingo should be number one in my mind. I think yeah, I debated probably. between
0: Flamingo and Vegas Vicky. Flamingo because it's still on the Strip. The rest of them are all downtown, other than Circus Circus.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that they saved Vegas Vicky, and it's it is very cool, especially when she's kicking her leg. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'd never thought of that of the like the list of most memorable neon in Vegas. Most of it's gone, so you're right. But yeah, that yeah. and I don't know Derek Stevens' properties. And
0: so and that yeah. one would be gone had he not, you know, saved it right. Because they moved it away from its original location on top of the Glitter Gold sign.
2: Yep.
3: I really, I, there. okay. So one isn't around anymore, and it was my favorite because it was, aside from the Flamingo one, it was one of the last major neon displays before they t- tore down the Riviera. That was, mm-hmm. that really hurt. Yep. When I, when uh, we went, on the following trip after they had demolished the the building we went and ate at pepper mill and i just stood there like shaking my head and like uh you know disappointment right um but i also like the neon around fremont just mm-hmm. all like the little like the uh, fremont casino all the little like the loose slots the um other little like signage that's included within the overall you know frontage, I guess you would say of the
4: neon.
3: Yeah. I like that too. I always, I, every time I walk by it, it just always, I always have to look at it.
4: Mm.
0: About you? yeah, I was talking about this topic with my dad since I'm here and he was rattling them all off. I was well, that's in the boneyard. That's in the boneyard. That's it's sad that it's all going led now. Yeah. And I feel like maybe one of these days we might not have much neon left at the pace mm-hmm. it's going, you know? So uh, I cherish sure. all the neon.
2: It said they just moved a, a Palms sign to the Boneyard. I'm like, the Palms isn't that old, is it? Is it? I don't know. So it, it made me feel old. Um, what a good topic. I, The Vegas I loved the most was when I first went, obviously. And it was so much darker, a city. And the neon added this glow that just mm-hmm. gave it a seediness. But it was like permission to misbehave.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. Now it's bright. Like everybody's watching you. Yeah. I mean, like I listen, I like to drive two cent. You might have the same feeling. But when like that Caesars LED sign goes off when I'm driving by it, I'm like blinded.
3: blinded. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I like hissed at it like a vampire.
2: You know, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it.
3: But even like the small old school ones, like I was looking at pictures the other day that, you know, when I was in my teens and I would go to Vegas with the fam, um, like uh, La Concha, even that sign, mm-hmm. I'm like standing, it's in the background. I'm like, man, I miss that, you know? Yeah.
5: But. Yeah, the blinking bulbs. Right. So like from the plaza as you're walking down that one street to get to your Uber and it's just all the incandescent bulbs. Right. Mm-hmm. That's Awesome. Mm-hmm. The Riviera, just like you said, yeah. two cent, we stayed yeah. there so many times. And one of our first trips staying there because we were new to Vegas altogether is you drive up and you get dropped off on one of the shuttle buses from the airport. And it's just incandescent bulbs, right? Mm-hmm. Right there. We're like, wow, this is quintessential Vegas, right? And right. all that. The Westward Ho, Danny across the street, mm-hmm. right? And 32 ounce margaritas for 99 cents. And the balloons were there with the incandescent bulbs. Mm-hmm. It was amazing.
3: Yeah. You know, and and me and Denise, we like to call it neon therapy. And um, it's just like you're holding on to any little, it could be just a strip mm-hmm. <laughs> of neon and bulbs that are left. And you it just... It just showers you with yeah. um, mm-hmm. calm and and, and just mm-hmm. much needed
2: mm-hmm.
3: love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just even that little goose, that mother goose that's at the end of Fremont Street, once you're starting to get into like the questional part, part, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just standing there in all its glory. I th- I hope it's still there. Even little I, things like that.
2: I do know that Josh and Roger, fab dude, um, won the golden goose egg. With all the light bulbs, and they had it in their backyard uh, wow. for a long time. Wow! Um, yeah, I they it. still that. in their possession, but they want it at a 500 event, and they're like, that "Yay! That's <laughs> awesome! <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, it like a, cool. a grill out of that. <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it up. Yeah. Be awesome. All right. Good topic, clearly, Casey. That's that was awesome. Casey likes to make a list and rank things. He ranks all of us every week. I was last place. <laughs> that, that was good and a good way to go down memory lane. Yeah.
0: So two cent two cents gonna educate us with some hand pay experiences.
3: All right. Let's talk, let's talk serious business here. Okay. <laughs> Everyone dreams, as far as. I'm speaking about the people I've met that I know they all dream about one day making it into the hand pay club. Right. But this past year has been many firsts for us. And and one of those firsts has been winning hand pays. And I won my first hand pay at the win. And then I won my second hand pay. That was in June of 2023. And then I won my second hand pay in October at the Venetian. Um, that one I won because uh, there was these two guys that were on their way out. They were, I guess, doing some last-minute gambling in the high-limit room at the Venetian. They hit a hand pay. They still had their luggage. I guess they were they were pushing it on time. They needed to get to the airport. They did not do their backup spin. Ooh. I went in there. I just put in a $20 bill, did their backup spin, and won a hand, a hand pay off oh of that. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, always do your, your backup spins. So anyway... Make a long story short, um, at the end of, oh, no, not this year, not 2023, 2022. I digress. I apologize. We haven't filed taxes for this year yet. <laughs> so 2022, I win my first and my second hand pay. And then by the end of the year, Hog and I went to Vegas for a December slash New Year's Eve trip. We were there six nights, and we won a total of six hand pays together we averaged one a day um, only because there was one day we didn't win any hand pays, but there was another day where we won two. Wow. Um, So long story short tax time comes around and I've always done my, our taxes. Um, I don't take it to any uh, tax preparation place. And so I, one, I'm a novice at winning hand pays. Um, Two, I decided to have them take, not take the taxes out that I would take care of it at the end of the year because quote, unquote, I know what I'm doing, right? (laughs) Um, Three, um, I didn't know the first thing about claiming any um, winnings or losses, because I've never done this before. So um, I use uh, TurboTax. So when I went on to TurboTax, um, to look for some guidance, they really didn't give me much. Um, They just talked, the three main topics they talk about is how you're required to report your winnings. Um, they explain um, when you'll receive a W2 form. And um, they, then finally, they'll talk about how you can deduct your losses to an extent. Okay. So, um, of course, um, if you win, everybody knows that if you win $1,200 or more um, on a slot machine, you have to pay um, taxes. Um, but I also learned that, um, there are different dollar amounts for different types of winnings. So some of the ones that TurboTax listed were, if it's $600 or more on a horse race, if the win pays at least 300 times the wager amount, you'll receive a W-2. If it's $1,200 or more at bingo or on a slot machine, you'll receive a W-2. This one, I didn't know about the horse race. I didn't know about this next one. So if it's 1,500 or more at Keno, you'll get a W2. And then $5,000 or more in a uh, poker tournament. Table games such as blackjack roulette, Baccarat uh, craps, they're exempt from the W2 rule. But my question is, is, okay, what if you're playing Keno, but it's a slot machine Keno? That must follow the $1,200 rule, right? Um, Same as poker. So.
2: And and the table games aren't exempt. Their rules just structure differently. It's 200, 200 times the bet.
3: Is that what it is? Do you know mm-hmm. how? See, TurboTax doesn't explain that to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they leave it up to you to be honorable and report your winnings. Um, and then it also depends on what did you go to the cage with? so how much money did you take to the cage and hmm
3: because it' says, it says you know it doesn't mean it, this doesn't mean you don't have to claim the income and pay taxes on it if your winnings aren't enough to warrant the tax form it just means that the institution won't send a w2 form mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that goes back to the structure for table games but um it's just not listed on the turbo uh, tax website so if you guys file through TurboTax. Just keep that in mind. That's how
2: you the law. I, I just looked at TurboTax and it does say they're exempt. And I think that's partially misleading because I scrolled yeah. down a little bit on my search and it's mm-hmm. 300 to one wins on table games will trigger a W2G.
4: Ah. So it's not even an,
2: well, it's not, not a hard even amount. Amount.
4: exactly exactly. Right. Right. And there's different rules if
3: you're a professional gambler, meaning this is your day job. So that, that didn't pertain to me. Um, So another thing that I learned while I was, you know, filling out the proper paperwork uh, to file my taxes, I learned that you can deduct your losses as well. So I was like, okay, great. But to a certain extent, um, so you can only um, deduct losses up to the amount of gambling winnings you claim. So if you win, um, if you lost five thousand but won two thousand, you can only claim two thousand as a loss. Mm-hmm. So that didn't help us out a lot. Um we did have to uh, pay back, um but what helped us out was that we claimed some our YouTube stuff, so we didn't have to pay back as much. but um and and luckily, I was able to. I we both each saved a chunk of half of our our winnings, right? Um, just to be completely transparent, um, in twenty twenty two, between Hog and I, we won twenty four thousand two hundred and forty three dollars. Awesome! So we had we uh, luckily we had enough losses to kind of even that out but um because... we
1: as in okay <laughs> but my win loss was like
3: whatever dude i have, I, have I didn't right lose
1: so... i can't claim
3: it was... So was all on this one so that was another pain in the butt i had to contact because some of these casinos you can't just go onto the website Great. and it'll be all at you know ready for you you have to contact them that or email them, and then right. they'll get back to you once it's all prepared. So I had to create this whole list. I had
4: right, uh, but when you win that much money, you're right. You want to get those right so you can claim yes. those as losses. Yes. That's yes. important. Yeah. And if you was, didn't want anything, you can't claim it, so you don't have to contact them. But right, right. But that is, and, I would definitely do that for sure. Yeah, and I was so I was just it was it was just stressful just because I
3: didn't do my research prior. Um, but luckily I, you know, knew that I needed to save a big chunk of it. And it just makes me wonder about all these channels that we watch that win hand pay after hand pay after hand pay, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder at that point you're having someone else do your taxes, right? Yeah, so, for sure. yeah. yeah. but yeah. I just, I just wanted to get your guys's, you know, for those of you that have a uh, one hand pays, um. What your tax experience has been like, even our listeners, um,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right. you know, when your first time having to claim those taxes, or do you just have them take that out and not worry about it?
2: I'm, gl- I'm glad way? you asked that because my method has no sense. But if, if I pit a hand pay early in the year, I don't have them take out any taxes. But if it looks like it's going to be one of those years where I'm hitting lots of hand pays about hand pay number five or six. I start having them take out federal, right? Mm, yeah. And if I'm in Louisiana, they also take out a state tax or Mississippi, right? Um, that we don't have the choice on mm-hmm. keeping. Um, but I don't know why I do that paranoia or something. I also want to point out that the win loss statements from casinos are not considered verifiable sources of your losses or wins for the IRS. And so you're supposed to keep a gambling log. I do not. I do track how much I take out in terms of bankroll from the bank, whether it's from the bank or the ATM, um, Mm -hmm. because that's something that can be used in the case of an audit. Um, But it's tough. Like, I have this is my box of hand pays right here. Here We're the two from this year. So, for our end of this year, the last two trips, um, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, we had um. It, it's been a while since we've had a hand pay, but one year we had two hand pays, um. Mm-hmm. And we one was from the Bellagio, and one was from the Sahara. I think, I think it was the Sahara. Anyways, the Sahara has sent us a W two, but the Bellagio had never sent us one. So we were like, mm-hmm. okay, I guess, mm-hmm. I guess we maybe we didn't qualify or it wasn't enough. We didn't know we were still kind of young at the time, and so we did get uh, their sent us the IRS sent us a letter saying that we owed them because we never claimed that hand pay. So I called the IRS um, and I did have all of my information from the resorts as to what we had lost. And he didn't require any of that. He just said, well, how much did you lose? And I was like, well, we definitely lost that much. And he was like, okay. So he zeroed it yeah. out and he's like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. And it wasn't a huge amount. It was like $2,700. Yeah, But, um, uh, it's I mean, I mean, it is huge, but it's, it was, it was, the was like uh, wow. yeah. yeah,
2: Casey, what could you do with twenty seven hundred dollars? Just a little amount, you know. Yeah, that'd, know,
0: that'd, be, right? that'd pay for a few wind star trips, Danny. It, it
2: would, it <laughs> would be <laughs> on probably only one.
4: <laughs> yeah. But also, real quick on tables. Um, David did win what we thought was going to be a hand pay. It was like fifteen was, or 1600 again, I was, Yeah,
5: I was playing Let It Ride and it's one of the greatest stories ever and I'll tell you on another time, but <laughs> I ultimately went in blind, right, for my bets and I just told the dealer, just flip the cards. If I win, I win. If I don't, I don't. Well, ended up being four of a kind and I won $1,500, so 500 wow. off each bet and I was just like, yeah, purple chips and I was all excited, but I was expecting, do I, do I get a W2? What's going on? And they're like, no, you're good. Yeah, but. Laura, as you were talking about it, too, uh, we sat at Planet Hollywood playing Let It Ride. And unfortunately, this wasn't me. This was a guy with a big bankroll.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't remember
5: what he was betting, but he ended up hitting four of a kind as well and won over $10,000 and got one of the progressive jackpots. Mm-hmm. The progressive jackpot mm-hmm. was like a major. It was like 2600 bucks. He was like, "Am I? do I get a W-2 for all this? Like upset, right? And they're like, no, sir, you only get a W-2 on the progressive. So the $2,600 he got the W-2 for that. Mm-hmm. The $10,000 he won off whatever he was betting, they gave it to him all in chips and that was tax-free, right? So he didn't have to claim anything on it. Wow. So
3: Whippy takes that 10000 to the case. No,
5: so what, what you do there?
1: is they always want to color you up, but you don't. You say, no, I'm going to go play this other table over there. And if you just happen to lose it, you lost yeah. it,
2: and oh. then you go to the
1: cage with your five hundred bucks. Yeah, gotcha. and then maybe you visit the cage again every <laughs> on the hour. Gotcha.
4: Every, yep, five yeah. hundred
2: here. Right. Okay. here. Okay. We're not well,
1: promoting any no. illegal. <laughs> no, I mean, more The game.
2: issue is that the ten thousand dollars at the cage triggers a. You
1: got to show your ID.
2: Wait, I forgot what it's called, but it's essentially yeah. like a, a audit for taxes, right? You have to fill out yeah. a form and.
5: Yeah. Because they don't
2: want people laundering money.
5: Right, right. So, yeah, no, well, he gave some to his pappy, which was his father-in-law, and he ran over to the uh, roulette table and, like, Two minutes later, he comes back and he's like, "I need some more money." So. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but, he, but he broke us all off the piece of the table. He gave everybody, yeah, he gave like,
5: everybody a hundred bucks, and we we're like, "No, no, we don't need it. We don't need it." And we were there for Sonia's birthday, it's one of the years, and he's like, "No, y'all have been awesome. I love the conversation. Had you not been sitting there, I wouldn't have won this. So y'all take it and have dinner on me." And we're I was like, like, "Okay, okay. <laughs> yep."
2: My <laughs> any chance was his pappy named Sonia.
5: <laughs> no, yeah. but I will tell you guys Pappy was, I think, very Interested in Sonya because he did sit there Oh and I, no and, was like 80, okay. and, and again, I'll tell you guys the story Another time But awesome.
2: there's that, that movie with uh, Woody Harrelson?
5: Yeah
2: um, I can't think of it
5: Were they paid to uh, Yes,
2: uh, Bar- borrow his Yes, yes. Person? Don't do that to Sonya
5: <laughs> no, 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 it would never happen.
2: No. <laughs> All right. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> in in decent right.
3: proposals is what we in were talking decent, There it about. is. <laughs> That's right. one. One.
2: That's yeah. right. Um, okay, so good topic, Tucson. My my topic was gonna be related because I wanted to ask what you do after you win a hand pay. And part of this is triggered by um, my best gambling friend John. Um, Although Ryan's quickly replacing him because he's less stressful. Um, But we have birthdays back to back. His is the 16th of November, mine's the 17th. And ever since we've met, we've gone to Vegas. And we couldn't go this year because of the traumatic event that shall not be named. Um, But we went to Lake Charles. Um, John hit within a period of about four hours, seven hand pays. Oh wow. my. He was on a heater. Wow. Um, I will say, I, I hit one hand pay and it pretty much recovered my bankroll. We both came back with money. In terms of percentage, I think I came back with more of my original bankroll. than John, because he did dip into that, um, those winnings, we actually went to his bank and deposited like a stack of money. Not saying it stayed there, but it made me curious about what you do afterwards. My behavior is when I get a hand pay, the first thing I do is I'll do a couple of backup spins at that better higher. It benefited me at Resorts World because I had a 1250 um, Genghis Khan Dragon Link bonus that was good. And then I hit 1250 again and back to back hit it, right? Did another one, nothing. The next thing I do is I bet way down, so I'll go back to like two dollars, two fifty, to slow myself down. But I set myself a limit in my head, like if I have fourteen hundred dollars in the machine, like you will not go beyond twelve hundred dollars. And I am able to cash out, and then I take a portion of that, let's say a thousand dollars, and I put it in my backpack, which is hidden away places. Don't rob my room. Um, and but I'll take two hundred to continue gambling. Now, I always have kind of these stop loss points that I'm going to take something with me to at least carry into the next day. I'm not saying it makes it all home, but it's a way to slow myself down. So curious, what do you all do after you have a big win or you hit a jackpot?
0: I'll go ahead and start off. Yeah. Yeah, so I've had two hand pays in my life. And uh, the first one happened kind of in the middle of the day. And at the time, it was like $1,220. So it was just right over the middle. And uh, I did take at the time a thousand dollars and put it in a safe, but by the end of the day, I had to resort to that thousand dollars to keep playing. But I would say that that trip, I came home with like you know six or seven hundred dollars, so it was still a fun trip. But that money essentially went back to the casino. On my second one, is again is like a thirteen hundred dollar one, and it did. It happened at the very end of the night, and that whole thirteen hundred dollars came up to my room, and the next day I came back home, so I did not. Blow that one, but then that's the one Danny that allowed us to go to Windstar. Uh, I used that money at uh, your meetup with Josh at uh, Windstar, and then when uh, Matt came across the country, I met him at Windstar. So essentially, that paid for Windstar.
2: For those expensive ass rooms. Yes, $400 <laughs> a night at Windstar.
0: Not yeah,
2: worth it, it. Well, just to deviate a little bit, Windstar is canceled. Sorry, canceled to reschedule five or six concerts now following up on last week. Oh, yeah? uh, I don't know what's going on with Lucas Oil Stadium or whatever it's called. Lucas, hmm. not, not stadium. It's different. Lucas Oil Arena is there. Hmm. Anyway, uh, but don't book a concert there because it'll get canceled. Dave, Sonia, Talking two cents. Someone had something to say about this.
3: Well, um, I will never forget the advice that was given to me by uh, Denise. And, and we keep mentioning Denise. She's a friend of the Vegas uh, community. Uh, some may say she's a motherly figure. <laughs> um, but she told me when I won my first hand pay at Wynn, she said, don't think that this is the norm Mm. don't go thinking that now you're going to be winning a bunch of hand pays right and so um luckily i had won that hand pay on our last night uh i think it's become tradition that hog and i hit up the palms the day we leave just to either get the free gift or just do some last minute degen but definitely to go eat at the earl and um Player free play and so i <laughs> i put in i think it was 400 i don't know back into from my winnings just in one morning session um so the second hand pay <laughs> i won was later on that year in october um it was 1600 so well it was easier to hold on to the first hand pay was like over 3000 so mm-hmm. 400 you know, not too bad. Right. Versus Mm -hmm. putting it all back in Um, the second hand pay, which I won in October later on that last year was a 1600 and I put it all back in. (laughs) I put it all back in. Um, No, 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 I did not. It it helped. No, no, no. I I digress. It it carried me on throughout the rest of the trip. But after I won that hand pay, um, I kept I had I kept getting good luck after that. Hmm. Um, Danny was there when we I was we were playing in the high limit room. It was Danny, um, uh, Kevin, Kevin Hog. We went and we did like a late night session at the Golden Gate. We were downtown, and I decided to play a high limit Huff and More Puff, and I got the mansion bonus. So, uh, but anyway, but then I we did go back and put a big chunk later on that that night at Mandalay Bay. So long. Make a long story short, I have a tendency to put my hand pays back in. (laughs)
1: Um,
3: Luckily, when we won all those hand pays in December, January, it was just ridiculous. And we were able to take a huge chunk of it home. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, luckily I had enough to help pay taxes with that. And then it was my bankroll for the following March trip earlier this year, and it went all back in. Mm.
5: Yeah,
2: you know? was gonna, Have you ever thought of, so John will agree to this and then not do it. I'm like, John, if you win big, give me like 80% and I'm going to hide it from you. He's mm-hmm. like, okay. And then when it comes down to it, he won't even hit cash out. He gets all mad at me. We like visibly fight in the casino. <laughs> money, And so he won't do it Um, because I know he has a tendency to give the money back because he's now chasing a bigger win and all of the kind of addictive behavior that we don't want to address but we probably should in a future episode Mm -hmm. um have you ever thought of like handing over a chunk of change to hog who's surprisingly as i've gotten to know y'all more (laughs) he's like the nice sensible responsible one with like this facade of hogginess
3: <laughs> you know, he is. And Danny, you and Kevo saw the real deal. I mean, it's just.
2: It won't work.
3: Camera's on or off. It, it
1: Because if um, you have her head. cash, she'll hit up an ATM and pay whatever the ATM price oh is. Oh, my God. It matter.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, you, you are it, never allowed to gamble with John. It's the same thing. He's like, oh, my <laughs> Like, I will not hold your seat. I'm like, I'm going to give it away. Um, yeah, yeah, it's no. interesting, though, because, you know, the adrenaline of winning something like that then you're like, I want to do more high bets. Oh, trying, yeah. Yeah. That's why I purposely make myself, not, not, I'm not perfect either, but I make myself slow down. I think Bridger does the same thing. Like when you win big, you back it off a lot.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Yeah. At least for a little bit until that rush goes down. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Dave, Sonia, I mean,
2: Sonia, Sonia, you win lots of hand pays, right?
4: Well, you know, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've actually only won four, sure. three, maybe uh, like in the history of of archery, you, you, he hasn't. I'm still a, a hand pay virgin, guys. Yeah, he, so he hasn't hit I one still yet. Have yet
5: to win a hand But so. the
4: one, the one that we hit, where I hit at the Bellagio, it was like sixty six hundred dollars with Red Hot Fusion. It was mm. awesome. I remember that trip because I was so excited. It was during the day. It was like three p.m. in the afternoon, and the we were, you know, the waitress was bringing us drinks in the little cups. As soon as I hit that hand pay, she brought us the big chingon. Cups. Yeah, they you had know what I'm big ones. <laughs> yeah, she brought the big of course. ones. and i just remember like as soon as the lady came she this was many many years ago now and i think we were pearl yes they gave us a gold card automatically i don't know if they still do that yeah Yeah. this was at least 10 12 years ago yes yeah and they gave us a gold card like she brought one out gave me a new card and then she paid paid me out and i remember as soon as she gave me all my money i'm like freaking out i put everything in the you know in my purse I'm putting hundreds, guys, yeah. in the machines next to me as I'm waiting. For Dollar those.
5: machines, yeah. Because uh, uh, it's
4: like, what you, to your point, you know, You're how Denise rush. said, you know, don't, this isn't the norm. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to pays all over the place, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had to slow down after it's, that.
5: It's funny, too. Like when we were there at the Bellagio and she went to her machine, I was like, all right, I'm going to walk just a little over here as I'm pointing to the machine. I'm going to play the Superman machine, right? That was there. So I go, I put a twenty dollar bill into it, right? And before I can even hit spin, my phone starts ringing, and I look, it's Sonia, and I'm like, "Hello," and she's like, "I need you to come here now. I need you to come here now." Yeah. We were with my brother and sister in law, and my my sister in law is a little feisty, and it just so happened as I'm like, "All right, I know where she's at." I start hauling it over there. I see my brother and sister in law, and I'm like, "Sonia needs us." And my sister-in-law is, like, taking off her earrings. She's <laughs> ready, like, ready. ready. Yeah. And we get over there, and Sonya's like, I don't know what happened. And we're looking, and sure enough, she hit the biggest prize on that machine. And we were like, yeah, yeah. But it was it was awesome, though, because they did come and give us gold cards. We were Pearl. They dropped off gold. They told us congratulations. Wow. They gave That's everybody awesome. big boy cups. Now we're drinking out of big boy cup. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, this is so awesome. I didn't even win it. I'm like, guys. I
3: know. I was, awesome. was going to say, gold us. Goals. Yeah right know,
5: right. What if we win? I know, right right. And seconds. then I'm like, where's Sony Where's Sony? And I look around and is like an octopus playing like three different <laughs> machines. So and I'm like, eh, slow down. Uh-huh.
2: A long yeah. time ago.
3: Okay, Hogg, see, I have not gone to that level. <laughs> I think I have just been out degened by
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> You've not been called an octopus
2: yet. <laughs> no, no, not no, yet. Not yet. <laughs> this is either more or less reason that we need to get y'all gambling together. Yeah, I'm it'd just be, a little terrible. Fun. It will happen that with John, when I've just had enough, I walk away. I'm like, you a know what, sloctopus oh, There go. you go.
4: Oh, new shirt
5: idea. <laughs> oh, idea. New shirt. New shirt.
1: New
4: shirt idea. Get on it. I love it. I love it.
2: Is that Sloctopus or Slactopus? <laughs> the a slot to put. No, slot. I get it. We well, thanks, Thank y'all, for your stories. <laughs> please remember to gamble responsibly. <laughs> please do. Uh, please mm-hmm. share your tips or ideas for what you do after a hand pay. Um, how you table players get away with not paying your fair share of taxes, like the Brits, and other stuff that might be triggered in your memories by the topics we cover today. And it's Vegas, y'all. Thank you for joining us on our 10th show. We appreciate it. We love you all. And we're about to drop some bombs. To close our show, we go back to Sonia the Slotipus.
4: <laughs> thanks too much. Saying thanks to all of the new followers, subscribers, and listeners. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app, Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.
5: And be sure to join us on our Facebook group, It's Vegas Y'all, because we will be posting questions for our audience and have fun Vegas discussions.
0: Thank you all for listening. Please visit our new website, itsvegasyall.com, where you can learn more about us, find notes from the podcast, and soon enough, buy merch. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can become a member of our Patreon group as a roughneck, a foreman, or a tycoon. Or send PayPal donations to It's Vegas Y'all. We will use any donations to bring future content your way. We're just a bunch of Texans who love Vegas and enjoy doing this show for y'all. Over to you, Danny.
2: And in terms of dropping all the new new stuff, we also now have a voicemail line. That is 2265. So that's 737 285 bank because you should always bet on the banker. So leave us a voicemail up to three minutes asking a question, telling us about your latest or next trip or anything you'd like us to know. And you just might hear it on a future show. So once again, 737 285 2265 or bank. We want to hear from y'all. There's a lot of information. We got a new website. Our Patreon's about to launch on the website. You can get merch in a little bit. Not yet. I'm still setting it up. But check out the website and also a voicemail line where you can leave a call up to three minutes. Do it all. Make sure you talk about your slot of pussiness. That (laughs) sounds (laughs) wrong. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. And on that note, we are ending every show with a moment of wisdom. And this week, our final thoughts con- come uh, come from Hog. All right. So today, our final
1: thought is we all love the elderly until we become <laughs> said elderly. And then we like them younger. No, wait. <laughs> Hold, on. Hold on. What I meant to say is We love the nostalgia of Vegas, but Vegas is always changing. And then we have become familiar and we love the new things that Vegas brings to our lives. And we give Vegas another try. And then next thing you know, the new stuff becomes old again and it cycles around and around and around. So with that, I'm going to leave you thinking, love your elders, but something
2: new is about to come around. Yay. 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 That's, good. that's good the best part of this is uh, i think sonia has spent half of the episode laughing that's good. <laughs> um, y'all we have lots of new things please check out the website it is 80 percent done i'm setting up some of the commerce uh one trying to make the system of efficiency and cost better. So we want to be able to get y'all shirts and hoodies without charging too much. Don't order anything yet. I'll put it on the Facebook group when you can. The buttons work. They will take your money, but I can't say it's going to go anywhere. Mm. So I will tell you when it's okay. In fact, they might hide it. But go and check out everything else. There's little bios on us that I still need to edit because I lied about some of the Casey stuff. And uh, just to fill the space, um but you can definitely start to join our patreon. The levels were inspired by two cent. she is a word master. They're all oil and gas drilling themed levels roughnecks our five dollar level fifteen dollar level is gonna be our foreman, and then the twenty five dollar level is going to be the tycoon, and each comes with benefits. All of our members will get to see this and future episodes of the podcast, the video form. And you can see us reacting live to the things everyone else is saying. (laughs) There you go. There'll be other benefits too. And you'll find that on our website. It's VegasYall.com. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. Celebratory claps for the 10th episode. And uh, see you next time on number 11. Bye. Can we get a balls out? Balls out.